Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl Polichuk, and I'm joined today by Dylan Dahlquist, who is, in addition to somebody who does a lot of work for me, uh, he does a lot of work for other people as well, helping them tune in and dial in their Google ad accounts. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me. Well, so this, I guess this interview came out of me being a little frustrated with some of the um, misconceptions people have about Google ads. <laughs> so, and I was also frustrated and we kind of complained to each other for like an hour and a half <laughs> on a work <laughs> <Exactly>. call. <laughs> So, oh, wait, I paid for you to complain at me. What the hell? Gotcha. <laughs> so, so let's just sort of back up a tiny bit. So mm -hmm. uh, part of what Dylan does is he manages my Google ads account. Yes. So why don't you give people the, you know, 30,000 foot view of what does it mean to manage a Google AdWords account? Sure. So this actually goes into one of the things that is a very common misconception of SEO versus advertising and stuff like that. Um, so managing a Google AdWords account just means that I um, oversee how our advertising gets shown to the to the web. Um, Google ads is one of the platforms where it's not just limited to one social media platform. Um, like fake Facebook ads or Instagram ads or something like that. And so it's a, it's just a way of advertising yourself out into the world. And, um, so managing the account basically just means that I'm making sure that the clicks that we're getting are driving sales and increasing the visibility of the business and building the brand online. And that's the whole big deal of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I know a lot of people try Google ads yes. and, you know, they have a budget whatever it is, $100, $500, $1,000. Yes, it's and usually around those, yeah. They they start an account and their money disappears almost instantaneously. Yes. And they get nothing in return. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> these are all things that happen. And these are all things that happen when potential clients come to me. Um, I love. I get these emails too where, Google will be, they'll send you a little email. It's like, hey, we gave you a hundred dollar ad credit. Come, right. come check, come like, here's the first taste. And um, even though they really should do a better job of that because people would spend that hundred dollar ad credit like that. On, then, on nothing. And so, yeah. so what's the nothing? Like, why does the money disappear instantly? And how come you don't ever get anything out of that first <laughs> $100 spend? 
Well, if you have someone managing your account, you should at least get, um, you should actually, you should get something for that $100. Um, whether or not that's actual sales, that's another thing. But um, if you just go about the way we were just talking where Google hits you up and is just like, hey, come spend some money and you drain a hundred or $500 into what's called a smart campaign, which is the thing that they'll set you up with right off the bat. It's the problem is that their automated campaigns using all of Google's very sophisticated AI tools that quite frankly are pretty dumb. And <laughs> <laughs> like they're designed to spend the money and that's the thing is Google's trying to spend the advertising money you give them. And these AI like machine learning algorithms are set up in a way to do that job. But you as a business owner don't really care about the ad budget getting spent. Right? That's not your about, goal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, great. I found a new way to spend $500. That's not, really what you want to do with your business. So, so explain to folks, like, I mean, clearly what's going on is people are clicking um, mm -hmm. and the money is disappearing. So what, who are the people that are clicking and why it does it not bring results the first time somebody sets up their own account and just goes? Well, there's a variety of reasons why it wouldn't uh, just immediately go, but from an, from sprick, so from strictly speaking about the advertising, um, you're with an automated campaign like those smart campaigns and even a campaign that's set up by even a cookie cutter approach that an ad agency may use isn't going to really identify the niche audience that you need to be targeting with such a low ad budget. If you have only a couple hundred dollars to spend, you need to really narrow down your audience. So I, you know, I probably did ad campaigns for 10 years <laughs> mm -hmm. before you came along. And so some of them were doing something for me but most right. of them were not doing what I needed them to do. I remember. Um, and so you can tell stories <laughs> on me, but you know, for example, uh, I was advertising to children who didn't have any money. Oh, that's a huge one. <laughs> and don't need what I'm selling, right? How did, how did that happen, right? Because Google says, hey, you should do this and I do it. And then they say, you should do this and I do it. And then what oh, we've yes, got is a stupid campaign, right? Oh yeah, all of those. <laughs> um, yeah, it was in interesting. Like I was talking to you about this uh, a little while ago, where I was talking about the recommendations and the optimization and how to be a Google partner. Like those ad agencies used to have to just adopt all recommendations in their account, and just recently, it's now been pulled back to like only eighty percent of the recommendations because these people were not getting the ROIs that they needed to. But anyways, um, the whole kids thing, cause that was <laughs> a startling revelation. Um, yeah. So it turns out that 
when you're running advertisements, especially on apps, so you're running your ads on different applications people are downloading and using on their phones and tablets and whatnot. Um, there aren't any checks in place of like, is, is the kid, is the parent just handing their phone to their kid and the kid playing the game or the learning tool on their phone? Um, is this a kid using this device? There aren't that those checks. Um, and so, and really it's kind of, I don't know. I expect some interesting news to come out from it because there you're not allowed to actually advertise to kids of a certain age. And some of these applications that they download of just like, I mean, literally we would see applications that we were advertising in using automated tools that were like pretty princess dress up game. Right. And that's not any, that's not anybody's target demo. That's interesting. (laughs) So Google should not be advertising to eight year olds. No, they really shouldn't. Um, There's laws against that. And, and so, but these games, they just, somebody checks a box and says, put ads in my game and somebody downloads a game and they see the ads. Um, Why did my ad show up in right? pretty princess dress up or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it goes back to why those smart campaigns are kind of doomed to fail. Um, Is those algorithms, because what we use in your account and what I use in all accounts is kind of a blend of algorithms working with me to find target audiences, but I have to point them in the right directions. And, And then I also have to occasionally come in and say like, Hey, don't do that. Um, because if you just set your target, you're like, Oh yeah, I would like to advertise on apps. And you don't explicitly say, do not advertise on video game apps. Um, then Google will automatically put that into the rotation because those are just high performing people are clicking on ads all the time in these apps. So that's a great way to burn through an advertising budget. So of (laughs) course, Google is going to put their ads on these apps. And a lot of times too, like part of the reason why you're not allowed to advertise to children is because they don't understand the difference between a game and an advertisement. And they don't understand when they're being marketed to, um, So they'll just click on an ad thinking it's part of the game. And then, then the, you'll get a click on that ad and then Google's great overmind will say, Oh, we got a click. Right. Let's do more of that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, just more games. And it will purposely start serving up more ads and it will start favoring those apps. And it will start gaining momentum until your entire advertising budget is getting eaten up by little kids misclicking. So lesson number one is the smart campaigns are dumb. Lesson number two is Google's recommendations are rarely correct. Right. Because they're really intended to sell ads, not 
right. to, to deliver your services, get you more clients, uh, get people to fill out the form on your website, <laughs> right? No, they don't they care. Google does not care. No, they want to just spend your money. That's those what that's what those optimizations are awesome at is burning through budgets. Um, because I know I, that when a lot of times my recommendations fell into the category of, hey, add these forty-two new keywords and you'll get three percent more clicks. Right. When in fact, um, that, that's another thing that you and other people have advised is that. You know, having a thousand keywords is exactly the wrong thing to do. <laughs> yeah. It's better to have a very small number of keywords. Why yes. is that? Because I can tell what's working and what's not. And the thing is, if so, let's say you have an ad campaign of like 10 keywords, 10, it's a lot less than 100. And um, if you have, 10 keywords and you're like, we want to test out these keywords and see how they're doing. Let's wait for a hundred clicks. And if a click costs a dollar and you're running these 10 keywords at a dollar, it quickly becomes like a thousand dollars just to test out 10 keywords. And if you're trying to test them out using like a hundred clicks, which isn't even that many, like that's a good number to test out if a keyword is actually a good fit and is a converting keyword. Because if we want to see if that keyword is going to actually drive business, we want to get a couple of clicks going in there so that we can actually see when people are click when people are coming from this keyword, are they actually going to be buying? And so if we have an account of hundreds of keywords, we're, the thing is, is like you're only going to test 12 or eight of those keywords anyways. Like the hundreds of keywords aren't actually going to get shown and you don't have the budget. And I'm not saying you, Carl. No, I understand. <laughs> I'm saying like, uh, just like, unless you're Coca-Cola, and you are sinking in millions <laughs> of dollars, then you don't have the budget to like be burning through hundreds okay. of keywords. So that brings up a great point because Coca-Cola, unlike me, mm -hmm. doesn't really care about keywords because nobody's searching thirsty or what should I drink on Friday night? Or, you know, what's, what's the best uh, soda to take on a picnic? Like nobody does that. So right. Coca-Cola needs to say, well, here's my demographic. I need people of this age range with this much income who do this and, you know, da, 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 da. Um, right. And so they do something very different, which is targeting the audience. Yes. And that's where the juicy goodness comes in, because oh, yeah. even though their audience is literally the entire world, um, my audience is not, our listeners' audience is not. So if I want to say, look, I'm looking for uh, manufacturers or accountants in Sacramento. Yes. Well, now I have a pretty small audience and I might actually be able to, to attract them. <laughs> and you might be able to attract those people without breaking your bank. Right. And because with that more restricted targeting, then you're eliminating 
so much of your competition and so much of advertising is based on who the highest bidder is for that advertising slot. And so if we go into a really niche audience, accountants in Sacramento, um, I don't, I actually don't know how niche that audience is. There might be a huge competition <laughs> of accountants in Sacramento, but if we were to say that this is like a low competition market, then we could identify that it's like, okay, well, we spend a couple dollars here and we get some clientele. And so that would be something where the targeting, that's again, why the targeting is so important because that's how you can efficiently spend your budget instead of just blowing it to the wind as Google would love you to do. All right. Um, let me switch gears and talk about our good friend SEO, which I refer yes. to as ESO, which is electronic snake oil. Um, <laughs> so, so people love SEO. There's this vision in their head that mm -hmm. if they SEO optimize their website, that everyone in the universe will find it, come to them, sign up and give them all their money. This has literally never happened in the history of the world. <laughs> so why do people, what do people think they're getting with SEO? And, and why do you just say, look, I don't do SEO, I do Google ads? Well, because um, with Google ads, we can just pay to be the top slot. That's a lot easier than <laughs> running uh, um running around trying to figure out this unknown algorithm that is S Google's SEO engine and that gets updated without you knowing. And I can understand though, how SEO provides this static number, right? A ranking of like, I'm number one, they're number two on this search. And I can understand that that feels good of like my business and my website is ranking here, ranking there. But are you selling? Are you getting new clients? Is your business growing? Right. And well, also what, what happens with SEO? Like somebody sits down at a computer, they enter in something. And right. if your SEO is right, your web page comes up. Right. Who are they and what are they looking for? It's your business name and you're coming up first. I mean, that makes sense as far as like your business is coming up first. But if you want to switch into different audiences and different searches, it's really easy with advertising. And the thing, too, is with Google Ads, you can also go broader than just searches and you can go into advertising on blogs and on YouTube channels and all all these other things where you're appearing way more frequently all over the internet. And especially for some niche businesses that don't have a lot of people understanding that business, it's great to build awareness of your brand. Um, so if I, so let me compare SEO to Google ads. So if I buy yes. a Google ad, can I actually target accountants in Sacramento? Yeah. And what's the overlap between the people who actually show up, you know, the, the, you know, who see that ad versus people who are in fact accountants in Sacramento? What's that overlap? 
Is so it, it can't be a hundred percent. Is it no. 90%, 50%? Like the, the actual number of like, I tell Google target accountants in Sacramento and then they run the ads and how many of them are actual accountants and how right. many of them are other people. That's hard to say. Unfortunately, they don't give me full demographic reports back. I don't get to, I, I think there's actually privacy laws as to why I can't just pull up and say, <laughs> how many the, from the people that clicked on this ad, what do they do for a living? And but, where do they if, live? But if I download a list of accountants in Sacramento, I can oh. upload it to Google. Right. And I, does Google have a lookalike audience? Can I say I want yes. people who look like this? Yeah. So it's actually a feature now that you have to have spent 5,000 historically on Google ads before you can upload lists. Um, but yes, you can, you can do that and create a similar lookalike list. And it is an effective way of doing the targeting for your advertising. Okay. So, uh, I had a complaint. Somebody emailed me and said that he was testing his SEO and up popped right. up an ad for my community. Oh, and he yeah. was mad at me because why am I competing with him for his SEO? What actually happened at that incident? A, a couple of layers of misconception about the internet. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with that guy? Yeah, so this guy searches his business name, which, you know, that's a thing customers do. Um, <laughs> like, they don't just search IT businesses. They go, this is this business. This is the one I want. But um, so he searched his name and up pop, popped one of our ads for our technology community. So that's because he was in our target demo <laughs> and it's because I was targeting him. Yeah. And we were targeting him. So that he day, could have been searching for shelving. Yeah. And he still would have got an ad from me because it's got nothing to do with what he's searching on. It, it has, it has a little bit to do with what he's searching on in a given moment, because we want to swoop in right at the moment of like them searching for something relevant, but you're, right in that like it doesn't really it doesn't matter that much what he's searching on because he's way more likely to see an ad and the reason why he he was searching something business related so our targeting is like hey in this audience when they're looking at things for this serve them up an ad and so he was right in that target demo and everything performed just as it should. <laughs> and he comes in and he's like, hey, you're taking away my business. And we're like, no, no, we're not. <laughs> um, and just to, just to do a sanity check, that day I searched his business on my own and his business popped up for me and there were no ads for the community that I saw on my search. 
because right. this was one of the things that we were seeing. But, like, but you might have seen ads for graphics cards or other yes. things that because people are targeting you because of the work that you do with yes. as a digital artist. <laughs> yeah, I, I get a lot of those. And also as a marketer and advertiser, I get a lot of advertising of like other advertising agencies and just very misguided targeting, which is hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> there was uh, there was one time I got served up an ad that was just like, you've been in this room. And it was like supposed to target people that graduated a certain marketing course. Yeah, I never took that course. <laughs> and <laughs> that targeting was off. Um, it was a bold claim. They went all in. And but but at least ridiculous. that ad showed up in front of you and not me. Right. Right. I mean, you you are potentially the audience, even if they got the targeting off a little bit. Um, yes. So so can people have effective Google ad campaigns if they're in small business and have a small budget? It's difficult, but it's possible. Um, the thing is, is it's a there's a lot of problems that go away when you throw a bunch of money at it. But that's with everything. Um, but. The thing is, is if you're going in with a small budget, um, if you're not an online store, like online stores do great with Google's automated stuff because Google loves those, those stores and they kind of make their tools so that they work well with those bigger clients. And that's the thing is all of these optimization tools work great on gigantic budgets. Right. Because that's Walmart does well with Google ads. Yeah. And those are the people that um, Google is going to spend their time optimizing their tools for because those, those are their clients that are spending millions of dollars on ads. So if you're smaller, it's something where it takes more work of targeting and maintaining that targeting and making sure that things aren't drifting off towards audiences that you don't want to target. It takes a little bit more work, but you could definitely do it. There's so you mentioned that the deal. drifting off. So I think that's an interesting point because, um, you know, we fine tune a, a campaign and we think, okay, we got it nailed in. So right. now crank it up, spend a few extra hundred and um, six weeks later, it's not performing anymore. What's what happened there? There's a lot of things that can happen. <laughs> there can be an update to Google ads that, again, they don't send me any emails. <laughs> right. They're just like, by the way, our, our flagging system is going to be updated. We're not even going to tell our representatives. Um, and all of your ads are going to get flagged overnight. And so there's a lot of things that can happen. But yes. The, the thing is, is when you're adding more budget, you're basically adding the freedom for that account to go into more auctions, to more people, to more audiences. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that goes into audiences that are not actually interested in buying your product or signing up for your services. But, and but they click anyway. They click anyway, 
I mean, that's the thing. At the end of the day, you put enough ads in front of enough people, they will spend your budget. <laughs> right. Like when we were talking about SEO in that top position and it's like, yeah, we can just buy the top position. And that po top position is pretty nice because people will just Google search something and click the first thing that pops up. And I've seen that in the search results of some of the ad campaigns that we've put together because it'll tell me, okay, here are the actual searches that your advertisements showed up in. And there are some searches that I'm like, how did this person search this and then click on our ad and think, yeah, that's what I want. Like, well, especially since I do the procedures, right? Standard operating right. procedures. So you get this like procedure for folding a flag and boom, we, we show up like, why did that spend my nickel? <laughs> a huge one was student visa standard operating procedure. Well, see, that's a direct hit on standard operating procedure. But what I don't get is why did they then click? Like right. that's, what, that's what irritates me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's, it's a hundred percent just people searching something and then not reading the results. And they're just, here's the first thing because they trust Google's search engine results. And they're just like, yeah, the first thing is probably what I want. It's probably okay. the most relevant. So we're almost out of time, but let me just ask, you, you mentioned about recommendations and this and that. So yes. um, <clears throat> every once in a while, Somebody will get an offer from Google that says, hey, talk to your campaign, you know, oh God, yes. manager, your representative. Um, my experience before you came along was that every single time I did that, they told me to do the opposite of what their automated smart campaign <laughs> recommendations had been. They'd be like, oh, my God, why do you have so many keywords? You know, why don't you divide this into two campaigns so that you can do A-B testing? Why don't you know? They gave me good advice. Um, maybe it was not spectacular advice, but they right. they helped me to stop taking the recommendations that the automated <laughs> system offered me. Yeah. And it's a mixed bag when you're talking to Google ad reps. Uh, sometimes they're great. Sometimes. And the thing is, too, is even when they're great, each rep is managing hundreds of accounts. I, I, I manage nowhere near that amount because I would not be able to take the level of detail that is really necessary to make accounts do great. The other thing too is they also swap out these representatives very frequently. So no one's actually taking the time to really learn your business and your account. Well, and that, and that is the irritating thing is that they will say, okay, we're, we, we, we made these changes. Now don't change anything for two weeks. Right. And we'll get back in touch. And then you never hear from them again. <laughs> yeah. And then in four weeks, you get a call. It's like, hey, I'm your new <laughs> Google Ads representative. Exactly. Which is very frustrating. And it's not something where like no one in that kind of situation, like I would not be able to just look at someone's account, make a couple of suggested changes. And then, and then, oh, now it's going to be completely just the highest selling account ever. Like it's, <laughs> it's more of a process than that. And it's something where I also don't know the client's business in and out and I need to learn their target audience more and more. And 
even the business themselves is going to evolve and change over time. And so just coming in for a snapshot is not going to provide enough effort to actually optimize your ads. But the thing is, is like if they have so many small spending um, advertising accounts and they have all of these reps that are managing hundreds of accounts every quarter and they're rotating them all through. Again, it's just this thing where it's like if you're a smaller business, it's harder for you. There's just there these odds stacked against you and you're not going to get as good advice. You're not going to the automation rules aren't going to be as helpful to you. And you have to be more knowledgeable about what you're doing inside of Google ads, even though you're spending less money. So it's a little bit of a catch 22. Um, <laughs> Hard and, game uh, to play. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, can we put your contact, your email information in the uh, notes below and uh, absolutely uh, have, have people get up in touch with you? Yeah. Cool. If you have any questions, about Google ads, I'm more than happy to answer. And if you have any questions about just digital advertising, online presence in general, I can also. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you for your time. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, Any final thoughts before we let you go? Nope. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Very good. All right. Dylan Dahlquist, thank you for being here today. This has been yet another SMB Community Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.